Welcome to the Teachers Podcast in association with Classroom Secrets, the podcast that's here to help teachers. Whether it's discussing the latest issues in education or sharing top tips for use in the classroom, if you work in education or want to know more about the sector, then this is the podcast for you. Now, please welcome your host, former teacher, life work balance advocate and successful business owner, Claire Riley. So my guest today is Sam Hornsby. She's co-founder of the app Eric which collects and lists career advice from across the internet so that children can find whatever they want, whenever they want it. So she also ran the UK's largest careers fair for the creative industries from 2016 to 2020. Along with her best friend, May Yip, um, they've been friends for 22 years. They met them when they were eight years old. And the pair have worked together for the last seven years to build Eric together because they both found themselves in jobs that they hated. Um, because they didn't get the kind of careers advice in their formative years that they should have. So Sam's really passionate now about making sure that children as young as primary can find out what it is they want to do with their lives. Let's get to the interview. Samantha, thank you so much for joining me on the Teachers Podcast today. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. So we're going to talk about careers um, which I think is a really good topic to talk about. I always like it when I've got something a little bit different to talk about. So this is really good. So can you explain then what Eric is to teachers? Uh, because they might not have heard of it ever before. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it has actually just launched, so I expect it's new to most people. Um, so I run Eric with my business partner slash best friend, May. Um, Eric is essentially providing free career advice to young people, um, all over the UK, um, specifically around the creative industries and the digital industries. Um, the idea is that we uh, take all of the effort out of um, searching for career advice for teachers, students, parents, and we kind of collect all the best stuff from across the internet, bring it all into one place, and then people can find what they want really, really quickly and really easily. So when you say like you collect all this information, what kind of information is there? Yeah, so... We've got articles, podcasts, events, we've got videos. Um, we kind of, if you think of it as like a really well-organized library of all the best career content that exists on the internet at the moment. So when I was, I'm going off on a tangent now, but it's better for the yeah. conversation. Um, when I was, I think in the year 11 or something, I did this uh, quiz, which I think this might, I still might do now. I, I think it might have said teach, and I was like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Yeah, uh, here we are. Or oh, actress. I tried I tried both. Um, this is kind of like an amalgamation of the two, to be honest. I was going to say, kind of performing in front of a... a teaching audience. It's kind of, yeah. yeah. Um, so maybe it wasn't that wrong. But um, I suppose really there were probably quite narrow choices. Um, you know, you're passionate about trying to widen the, the field because... I mean, I don't know. There might have been 45 choices on there that people got. Yeah, well, that problem still exists. Like, that is kind of why we started Eric, because May and I had awful career advice at school. Um, and when we were, you know, I don't know, 25 and looking around at what was out there, because we realised that we were in careers that we didn't like because of that career advice that we'd had or lack of. Um, we were looking around at what was out there for young people now. And we were like, OK, well, surely schools you know, uh, getting a, kids are getting a better experience now. 
it's exactly the same stuff. They're using the same quizzes. They're using, you know, like the same resources, the same very limited number of options. But one thing that I'm always really keen to stress is that teachers and career advisors are doing the best that they possibly can with the worst tools known to mankind. Yeah. The problem is not them. The problem is the tools that they're being forced to work with. So that's what we're hoping that we can like, you know, we can make them their lives a lot easier, their jobs better. Um, by giving them the resources that they need to. So just out of interest, now you've said that, what career did you go into and why, you know, why did you end up going down that path? I just, everybody needs to know now. Yeah, no, totally. Like the origin story for Eric is basically um, May and I ending up in jobs that we didn't like. So <laughs> I love talking about it. Um, and also every time we talk about it, everyone's always like, oh my God, me too. <laughs> the same thing happened to me. Um, so May and I both were really creative kids when we were younger. We really wanted to kind of, you know, explore that creative, uh, the creative options. But then fast forward however many years, May ends up being a chartered accountant at PwC. Oh my word, that's not creative. <laughs> yeah, I know, literally. <laughs> also, like, creative accountancy, we learned, is not, not a good thing. Like, no, you shouldn't be a creative accountant. <laughs> yeah. um, so, <laughs> so, like, definitely the two do not gel. Um, um, and actually originally she wanted to get into fashion. So like very far away from the accountancy world. Um, and I actually ended up, I, I felt like I had to go to uni because that was the only messaging that I'd ever received, but I had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, and so I ended up going to uni for a year, hated it, left, and then just had a series of like kind of meandering jobs, anyone that would take me basically. Um, and so I ended up doing that and then. Um, I started working in the tech startup world, which I really enjoyed because there's a lot of creative problem solving there. So I was able to kind of get my creativity out. But the actual job role was not hugely creative. So, um, yeah, so that's our backgrounds very much kind of, I guess, tech and corporate. So that's why we're here. Yeah, yeah. and what you ended up is turning your creativity into entrepreneurship, which I extremely resonate with um yeah oh I love that story thank you thank you for that (laughs) um so right so obviously listeners of the teachers podcast are primary school teachers so you know why why are you here today why is it important that teachers and schools are thinking about careers education in primary school yes okay so the product that we've created the Eric app is actually only available for 16 year olds and up but I'm here to say that the career education stage needs to start a lot earlier than when they're on the app. It needs to really start when they're in primary school. Um, I think it's become increasingly apparent to May and I that the more we talk to young people, the more we realise that they're going into their GCSEs, exactly like you said before, um, aware of essentially like 40 different career options. Um, and um, as a result, they're very unprepared mm. to make the kind of life decisions that they are under increasing amounts of pressure to make. You know, um, I've spoken to so many young people who are like, I got my first bit of career advice in my first year of you know GCSEs, and now I'm being forced a couple of months later to make a decision about what I want to do for the rest of my life. And, and that is not a good education, you know, like um, time frame. We need to start a lot earlier than that. And also, when you start earlier, you have a lot more time to, you know, like, I guess, dedicate or a lot. There's a lot less pressure on these young people to make a decision here and now. You know, when you get to the finish line and you're like, oh, by the way, here are your options. Make a quick decision. Then people do it under pressure. And they're like panicking. So if we start that education stage, if we start the education process like 
years and years earlier, then people can take their time about it. They can um, understand what bits of their personality resonate with what jobs, you know, what industries are most attractive to them. But without that, you know, I guess, extreme pressure on making a life changing decision. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And I think for me, I feel like I was kind of lucky because I I was into performing arts. I wanted to do performing arts. I didn't think my mum would like it. She kind of just went, okay. <laughs> and just, I was surprised really that she was so good that way. Um, and did I think that I'd end up with a career in performing arts? I wasn't sure, but I, I kind of picked a good one for developing the whole self. So it wasn't an issue. And luckily, like teaching came into my life but if you want to be an accountant for example then there's a very set path to follow or a dentist or a vet you kind of have to know at GCSE level you have to take the right subjects and I always find that really interesting for me it was kind of like well do the next step and then see what's available to you but that isn't the same for every career is it um which is quite scary when you think about it well, exactly. And I think you've hit upon like a really key point there. If we're giving people like career advice or a career education quite late, they may have already chosen the subjects that will then define whether or not they're able to pursue that career path anyway. So and and I think I think that is a really good point. If we start that conversation a lot, a lot earlier, then we can teach people about a variety of different things and then they can make decisions about you know, yeah, what GCSEs they want to do or even before that, you know, you do still get to choose certain subjects. Um, I think the creative as well, like what this is kind of a separate point. So, I mean, I'll just go straight into it. But the another massive barrier, I think, when it comes to um, another big issue with starting the career education so late means that people are being forced to think in quite a linear way as well. And, you know, there aren't defined career paths exactly exactly as you said, when you go into things like the creative industries or the mm. digital industries. So many people in the tech world have taught themselves how to code, how yeah. to design. They haven't actually gone and got qualifications. They are self-qualified in a way. And so I think when you take your time about it, you can explore those different avenues, those different meandering career paths in a much more relaxed way. And also it stops being this thing of being like, you know, creative and then corporate and then tech and it's like you know everything is so interlinked now the creative world is essentially digital most of the time now so you yeah. can't really think about these things as like oh yeah but you want to be an artist okay well that's painting it, it, it's so much more than that now you know we have yeah. blooming nfts well, yeah yeah i've been <laughs> learning about thing. them recently as well yeah and do you know what i was just thinking i mean i suppose there are some careers that are obviously still quite linear and you have to follow this process yeah. but it's also awareness of how you can move into the different industries now and, and and how to do it so a really good example my husband ed who's um the other director at classroom secrets he he was kind of he went down the road not not that willingly um into science really and he didn't want to do that what he wanted to do was it well he's a cto at classroom secrets now but Amazing. but the the work they had to put in to kind of jump across to get to IT was quite difficult, but can be done. And I think we've kind of, sometimes we create this um, this perception that, well, you'll never be able to go into that if you didn't do it. Yet we've got loads of, you know, I, I don't even, 
I don't know if my developers actually have a degree or whether they're just self-taught. I don't care. <laughs> that doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is what they can do. And I think, yeah, we kind of got to change perception as well as as well as a system because you don't have to do education in the same kind of way anymore, do you? Totally. And like, oh, 100%. I love that. And I think it's also really interesting what you said there um, at the beginning about your about your husband, you know, he had the career path and he knew exactly what to do. You know, he was like, I'm going to go do this, do my degree, then I've got a job there, then I can climb the ladder and do that, you know. And like, we, like, we, that is the career advice that we've been giving people for literal decades. Like, we've got that nailed. Like, if you yeah. want to take a very solid, straightforward career path, oh my good Lord, we know it, you, you know, we know all of the resources that we should point you to. We know exactly what you need to do. We know exactly where you need to go. And it's like, but our attention is still weirdly focused on those specific roles. I think it's time that we take, that we're like, okay, we've done that to death now. We know exactly what to do when someone comes to us being like, I want to be an accountant. Okay, we know that. Let's move our attention over to those IT roles. How do people get into IT if they don't have a qualification? Do you have to have a qualification? Like, to start shifting our attention into the industries where we literally have never paid any attention to the careers within them. Yeah, yeah. So, have you got any ideas on how primary school teachers can start highlighting some of some of these issues, really, before it, it's too late? Yes, absolutely. My, uh, you know what? I used to um, be slightly sceptical about uh, people coming into assemblies and talking about their jobs and things like that because I was like, I remember when I was at school and I was so bored, you know, in assemblies or whatever. Actually, it's phenomenally effective especially at things like primary schools because kids are very much you know like it's a tangible environment they're still really engaged by school they haven't got that weird like oh too cool for school kind of vibe yeah, yet yeah, yeah. so they are actually willing to pay attention and oh my goodness it's so effective the number of people because I speak to our young people all the time about where they got career advice you know like who do they look to blah 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 the number of young people that I speak to who have like who are like oh someone came to speak at my assembly when I was at primary school and I've never forgotten it. And that's when I realised that that's what I want to do. But I think what's actually happened is at that point, they're like, that's the only thing that anyone has ever told told me that I can do. So that's like the most I've explored a career option. So I know how to do that and I'm going to go do it. Um, So I think getting people to come into assemblies and talk about, you know, their own personal experience of what it's like to work in, these different jobs, these different industries is so effective and getting a broad range of people to come in is the most important thing about that, I would say. Yeah, no, I think it's a really good idea. In fact, I've been to a lot of schools, especially on supply, and I I remember um, certain people coming in. It's making sure that they're not all police um, (laughs) police officers, isn't it? Um, So, yeah, I think... I think that is a good option, really, and an option that people could could work on. Um, so, for example, at my daughter's school last year, um, my my friend is a vet, um, and her daughter goes to the same school, so she went in and she she did a bit of a talk, and that's great. But it shouldn't it shouldn't just be a vet. We definitely need some entrepreneurs going in. Well, if you're creative, this is what you could do. You could just create whatever you want, yeah, um, and make it a thing. But yeah, I think that's a really good idea. Um, exactly. And there are so many, just to um, touch upon, like where could people go and ask people? I think that's a really good point. Like the parents will be willing to come and talk. Parents will know other people are willing to come in and talk. Teachers will have friends who can come in and talk. But then also get in touch with your local council as well. 
like local councils are so willing to promote businesses that are based in the local area because it's really beneficial for them so there are so many places that you can go and find these people yeah and I suppose as well you know because I I'm already thinking oh what are the barriers so I know my friend had to do it on a day where um she wasn't working and she happens to be part-time but actually like we say oh have somebody come in but you know we use video a lot now it could be a video it could be a video of and you could even you know if you know that person you could ask the questions of the children first and yeah oh maybe i need to look at something like that getting a a bank of loads of people together talking talking about the jobs just for a bit of inspiration because you forget don't you that as a five-year-old you've got no idea i mean i tell my children what i do in a day but they still don't get it today i was like Mummy's recording uh, the podcast for the teacher's podcast all day today. And they were like, okay, <laughs> not a clue. <laughs> don't even know what that means. Um, because they're not here. And I want them to not be here because then I can't get on. So it's difficult, isn't it? And I think with people working from home now as well, it's in some ways you could see it, but in other ways it's no idea because mummy's just at home. Mummy's not doing anything. Mummy mm. doesn't work for money. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Super. Um, okay, so where can we find you then? So, well, you can find Eric on, um, if you want to chat to Eric. <laughs> um, that sounds like talk to Frank. It's, that's not the kind of vibe that it is. Um, but <laughs> um, So um, if you want to find Eric, the Eric app and have a look at that, basically. Um, we are very active on Instagram. Um, handle is at the Eric app. Um, same with Twitter. And on LinkedIn, we're just at the Eric, um, at Eric app, I think. But if you're looking to talk to me, I'm very active on LinkedIn. So please do connect with me. I'd be so happy to kind of chat to people and like give people advice about how to get better career advice a bit earlier. I'm so passionate about it. So um, and that, and that, <laughs> anything I can do to help. And that is seeping through. And so obviously we have a primary audience, but you know, how, how are you working now with secondary schools? Yeah, so it's completely free for any teachers, students, schools, like anyone to do with a school, it is free for. Um, and so we're distributing to, um, we have a belief essentially that career advisors, like I said before, the problem is not them. The problem is that they are essentially, to use an analogy, you go into a library and look at the librarian and ask the librarian to direct you to where to go in the library. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is how we should be using career advisors. But at the moment, we're expecting career advisors to be the actual library, which makes no sense um because you cannot rely on a single person to know like every single job every single career path to get into that job every single industry every single this like a human encyclopedia like that's absurd and so um the way we're working with secondary schools is to essentially try and um allow them to be the librarian rather than the library so um the uh uh career advisors i start calling librarians institutionalized by my own analogy um (laughs) the career advisors um use eric as like a signposting tool so essentially young people come to them being like i want to get into the creative industries or the digital industries and they're like actually you should go to eric yeah yeah no i love that because you only know what you know and it'd be very easy for a career advisor i guess to to push somebody down a 40 career Rue based on their experiences but not really no because we're not experts in everything and there's especially you know as no. teachers you know a lot of us have teach uh, as teachers have gone into teaching and yes we can know about other careers but we don't necessarily know, know the details so it's kind of odd in a way that we're in that position where we have to help 
children find what it is they really want to do when we don't really have that understanding ourselves no it's, it's it, it honestly blows my mind how we're still operating in this um format especially with the internet which should be making everyone's lives a lot easier mm-hmm. it seems to be that like a career advisor's job has only got more and more stressful but no one has actually gone out there to try and help them do their job effectively yeah. and like career leaders that that's like that that's not even their full-time job you know like they are teachers and then they are career leaders and it's like the pressure on these poor people I don't know honestly I couldn't do it I couldn't do it well it's all right because you're helping them now well exactly yeah <laughs> oh Samantha thank you so much I've had such a lovely chat Oh, well, thank you for having me. I've enjoyed every second. <laughs> thank you for listening. The Teachers Podcast is in association with Classroom Secrets, a provider of high quality and affordable teaching resources that children love and teachers trust. To find out more, visit classroomsecrets.co.uk.